Welcome to Choose Views with Richard Chu. Get ready to dive into a world of insightful conversations and thought-provoking discussions. As progressives, our job is to have an all-inclusive, full-on assault with all of our players. A show that will focus on moving our political, social, economic, gender, and cultural conversation forward. And all of our players means all of our players. It's Choose View. And now, here's your host, Richard Chu. And good morning. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. Wake up, wake up, Chicago. It's Richard Chu, and this is Chu's Views. Happy to be here, as always. I um, really, 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 when I when I wake up in the morning, I start thinking, okay, so um, what's going to be our key topic today? And there's a lot of stuff that's happening. We got a busy... We got a busy week. We have a busy uh, day, and and obviously I'm going to lean into um, as many of those things as we can we can get done. But we're going to talk about uh, President Biden. Uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, we might touch a little bit on um, what's happening with uh, uh, the New York District Three House race, which is taking place today. Uh, and um, we we've got a lot to cover. So I, I believe me, we will try to stay focused and stay organized and all that good stuff. Um, my man Alex has uh, surprised me this morning with some good news. First of all, I have to say good morning on air to Alex. I can't just walk in and go, yo, man, what's up? I do that, kind of. But at the same time, I like to uh, to give my, my on-air shout-out to Alex and to thank him for uh, for coming in and helping us keep the thing on the rails. Yesterday, we were blessed with my man, Devin. We got Alex today. And I give this shout-out. I will do it um, till the wheels run off this thing to the engineers that are here that keep us rolling forward. So I appreciate their effort and making sure that we can bring a great message to you uh, here from uh, Choose Views on CPT. Um, but, yeah, golly. Uh, it's a it's a super busy week, um, and you know last week I, I kind of leaned into what's happening with the weather, and uh, I guess I'll just put it this way: I've reached that point, and you guys will hear me say this again, that I do not have any issue. I am not upset one bit with Mother Nature right now. Mother Nature, I am I am driving Miss Daisy because I love that I'm not having to snow uh, plow through snow drive through snow, step out of the car into what I think is a snow-packed uh, street, and it's a puddle underneath. Y'all have done that. Think about it. Some of y'all are laughing, going, oh, man, I hate that. We step out of the car, you think you're stepping into uh, onto snow, and you end up stepping down four more inches, and it's, in a, it's water. Hate that one. Don't like it at all. So uh, don't have to shovel any snow outside of the garage, in front of the house, on and on and on. Doesn't mean I hate snow. I'm just glad I'm not having to drive it, drive through it, or navigate through it right now. Because some of y'all don't know how to drive, and people that are close to me have heard me say this before. One of my dear friends that lives out in Schaumburg, and I always joke about this. He's a general contractor, and he's all over the place. Um, but the dude's got a, you know, he's got a big A truck with dually wheels on it and all that good stuff. And uh, we always joke around about uh, some folks don't know how to drive. So weather-wise, I'm thrilled that we have what we have. Mother Mother Nature, I am driving Miss Daisy, meaning that I'm making sure she gets around safely and comfortably and that she keeps on giving us this moderate weather. I'd have no problems with that. Um, But we are looking at, as I talk about the snow that we haven't had, we are looking at a a pretty moderate rest of the week. Tomorrow, um, we're supposed to get some snow later in the day, and then Thursday's supposed to come down a little bit more. But then Friday through the weekend, we are looking at some weather that's going to be you know, fairly moderate in the mid-30s, and we can all handle that. 
uh, particularly those of you who have to commute. But <clears throat> I'd like to touch on the weather because that's, that's always a topic here in Chicago. Um, we, we may get some heavier snow, uh, snow and, and all that later in the week, so y'all get prepared. Pull your boots out now and get your gloves ready and all your extra stuff you're going to need so that it just doesn't run up on you. But um, I wanted to chat about something that's kind of a fun thing for me. Uh, you know, I'm, the Super Bowl commercials have always been a, a thing, and it used to be a bigger thing, I guess, years ago. Um, but what did you guys uh, think about some of the commercials from Sunday Super Bowl? Um, and you know, if there's, if there, if you had a favorite, I'm curious to see what that, that may have been, as you guys know, the number seven, seven, three, seven, six, three, nine, two, seven, eight. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've uh, kind of caught the, the aftermath of the game and what some people are, um, you know, sort of posting on social media about what their favorite Super Bowl commercial was. Um, and I will say that I won't say that it was necessarily my favorite, but certainly one that was pretty impactful. And it's a, it's one, and this is relevant to where we are, um, you know, socially right now. And you guys have figured it, figured, figured me out. Um, I try very best, try my very best to make sure that as I talk about something that might see, seem obscure uh, or way over there, that it has something to do with the bigger picture of the society that we live in. But there's a commercial that ran, um, as it talked about, uh, well, I'll describe the commercial woman and her daughter come out of their home and they're going to the car and, and, the, and the little girl says, come on, mommy, we're going to be late. We got to get go, get going. She's going off to, you know, either soccer or dance recital or to the library. Doesn't, I don't know where they're going, but they're heading out of their house. And as they walk out, there's a, uh, very distasteful, um, message written on their garage door, uh, about, you know, the hate, uh, hateful message toward, uh, Jews. And, um, the little girl doesn't understand it. So mom kind of, uh, scurries her into the car. And then the neighbor, um, is working on his vehicle and the mother and the, and the neighbor <clears throat> gentleman make eye contact. Mom gets in the car, heads off, comes back. The door has been painted over by the neighbor and then the, the, the vocals and the, or the, the, uh, the scripting on the, on the screen basically says, you know, the worst hate that, that can happen, you know, can happen right here. And so, um, and it talks about the statistics of the number of Jews that have, that, uh, <clears throat> encounter that type of violence or that type of hate and the gentleman and the mother just kind of head nod each other that I think it's a cool commercial, um, I'd seen it before and it was nice that they ran it during the Super Bowl and it just shows that, you know, we take care of each other, uh, whether it's Hispanic hate, Asian hate, black hate, LGBTQ hate, Jewish hate, <clears throat> Palestinian hate. Um, it ain't good. If it's Irish, if it's Irish hate, uh, any, you know, the list goes on. Eric and I, Eric Grant and I talk about this on the family meeting. Like what's the difference between, you know, a terrorist group and, and uh, someone that commits an act of terror? Well, at the end of the day, if someone dies from it, then humanity suffers. And that's the thing that I oftentimes want people to understand when, when, when something happens. It's that humanity suffers in any of these acts of terror. So we can blame each other for not taking care of each other a little bit better. And that's what the gentleman in this commercial does for the mom uh, that is his neighbor. Is he makes sure that when they come home that the daughter doesn't have to see that that um, that bit of hate again. So. I'm um, just starting off about that as it relates to Super Bowl commercials and something that, that I want to just to kind of put my thumb on for a minute. The other thing that I can't go without talking about is Alex told me that we are on officially on Facebook Live. 
Help me out with that, man. That is correct. If you visit WCPT 820 right now, uh, Richard Chu is streaming live. So please like, share, comment. We'd love for you to engage. Man, I'm glad I brushed my teeth and, 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 and ran, a, ran into the razor this morning. <laughs> and here's the funny thing, Alex. This is the crazy thing. Um, I knew I was going to I knew that Alex, Alex was going to be here this morning. And what you all don't know is Alex always looks good. Brother always looks good. And I made him blush. I actually made him blush. Ah! <laughs> I gave him five dollars to say that, by the way. And I gave it back to him. <laughs> but Alex always looks good, y'all. And I and it's funny because I, I just have this thing about respecting the folks that I'm going to be engaged with. And so, you know, I was I was getting dressed and I was like, ah, I don't need to shave. I went, nah, I'm, I'm going to see my man Alex. I better tighten it up a little bit. So, of course, I ran across that razor. And and, uh, and now we're on Facebook Live. So at least you guys don't have to look at my 5 o'clock to, to 9 o'clock shadow because I did um, – um, have a nice little encounter with my razor this morning, but welcome to choose views. And also thank you for having us, Alex on Facebook live, which is fantastic. Um, this past weekend, one of my great, uh, friend, great friends of my wife, that's become a great friend of mine. Um, an attorney here in Chicago, uh, was asking, she's been, she's been one of the, um, I would say consistent stalwart, progressive people in my life the last, you know, 10 plus 15, almost 15, 17 years. Great woman. Won't mention her name on, 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 on just yet. Cause I'm probably going to have her on at some point. She's a great legal mind here in Chicago. And, uh, Chris, if you're out there, happy, uh, Tuesday morning to you. She asked a question. She said, okay, on the family meeting, we get to see, hear you and see you and Eric and whomever on, on YouTube. And I was like, yeah, I know. She said, so what's going to happen with Choose Views? And I said, they're working on some stuff and I don't want to say anything that's going to get me out in front of my skis too quickly. Um, but they're working on some stuff. So, um, Alex told me when I walked in that we're going to be on Facebook live. Hey y'all. And I'm happy that we are, um, because I know a lot of people do check out their, do catch their shows that are uh, terrestrial through the station uh, call letters, but they also stream as they can stream us on uh, TuneIn. And then now we've got Facebook Live. So what a blessing. And I'm thankful that we were able to get that up and running, a.k.a. my man, Alex. Now, um, he also mentioned that um, as we go through this week, that you guys will be able to text in to the station if you have questions and comments that you want to share with us. So as that kind of gets in line, we'll, we'll be able to put that out there to you guys as well. So really cool stuff on this Tuesday morning. The number is 773-763-9278. I'm Richard Chu. This is Chu's Views, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, we're back. This is Chu's Views, and I'm Richard Chu. So um, Alex has got us up and running on Facebook Live, and that's awesome. So you guys can see my uh, little face in the mornings, and hopefully uh, you guys can contact us. So we did. So you said, Alex, someone did uh, uh, reach out to us about what their favorite commercial was from the Super Bowl? That's re- correct. Rudolph said uh, Christopher Walken's commercial was the best. It really wasn't about the BMW. It was more about <laughs> Christopher Walken. Well, listen, hey. <laughs> Christopher Walken, um, you guys, is – is I, well, how do I want to put this? Whenever I see him, I just think – that's a cool A dude because, and this is something that a friend of mine told me, said this years ago, a female friend of mine said this to me, this was probably 35 plus years ago. She said, a person that can dance is someone that you want to be around. 
because they've got a rhythm and a coolness about themselves that allows you to kind of feel the same rhythm and coolness. Christopher Walken is that dude. When you see him in many of his roles, he's not the, the, the words of his lines and his roles are coming out of his mouth and, you know, his facial expressions and all that. But from the neck down, the dude is always in motion. If he's sitting down, he's in motion. And, 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 in, and some of the more comedic roles he's been in, you can see it more readily. But even in some of the more serious roles, um, I think about him in the movie with Denzel Washington, um, a man, um, man on fire, man on fire. Great movie, isn't it? Underrated, you know, many times. But that's a very, very good movie um, based on true events, by the way. Folks may, that may or may not know that. Um, and I, I'm only leaning into this because I asked the question about Super Bowl commercials. But Christopher Walken's a cool dude. He's the kind of dude that I would want to walk down the street with because he has that vibe. He has that rhythm and, and how he carries himself. So, um, uh, Rudolph, uh, thank you for that commentary. We're glad that you were able to pipe into the commercial um, question that I threw out to you guys. So those of you who do know or don't know, I will, I will let you know this. I am an avid golfer and it's the thing that I took up when I was in my mid thirties. I love golf and, uh, I've been able to play pretty well and I'll be the first to say handedly candidly that I am a fan of, uh, uh, Eldrick taunt woods, AKA tiger woods. And many of you who follow the sport of golf or follow sport in general know that that um, that the TW line that was um, the last what twenty seven years was his brand through Nike uh, that ended um, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, just for the, those of you who might be golf heads, uh, Tiger's new brand uh, that he's just um, posted yesterday on social media is called Sunday Red. And you guys who follow golf or who don't follow golf but follow Tiger Woods who are familiar with the TW brand that was part of his Nike partnership, that's not happening anymore. And his new brand, which is apparently going to be launched in May, um, I saw the first clip of it uh, as, a, as a social media commercial, and it's called Sunday Red. So if you understand what that means on Sundays, Tiger, that's winning time for him. He wore sun, He wore red on Sundays. And now he's developing that line. So what I found curious and fun about it is the, the, there were a number of people on social media who saw the commercial or saw the spot that he ran, um, which features him swinging a golf club and talking about the history and this, that, and the other. And um, I saw it must have been a dozen, maybe more, of people that posted yeah, well, I guess I'm going to um, uh, comments from that range from I'll be breaking my bank account. I'll be running up my credit card. I'll be, you know, uh, 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 you know, spending all of my golf money on the new, you know, Tiger line. So I found that to be kind of compelling and interesting that, you know, the, uh, the, the golf heads immediately were like, OK, well, I guess I won't be wearing TW anymore. I'll be wearing Sunday Red and I'll spend all my money to make sure that I get, you know, so um, kudos for Tiger. Kudos for his new brand and, and what he's going to be doing. And for me, um, that, that, uh, it's, hap I'm happy to see, you know, yet another f a figure. And then a lot of guys, you know, uh, when I say this and I'm talking a little bit about sports as we get into the show, um, as I said yesterday, sports plays, uh, is a, is a social, can be a social partner for those of us who understand the history of what many athletes have done and leaned into the conversation on social justice. And, um, I think that, the 
the Tiger Woods impact on the golf course is obvious, but the Tiger Woods impact off the golf course is even bigger because of the number of children um, that he's helped through the Tiger Woods Foundation, of which I have been uh, in, involved with over the years in, in one way or the other, elbows deep and sometimes just thumb on the, on the submit button to send money. But at the end of the day, um, I think that setting aside all the craziness, uh, Tiger's done some great stuff off the golf course to help young folks with their education. And at the end of the day, um, that's something that um, that he can hold his head high about, irrespective of um, the the accident, the divorce, the affairs, and all that. The off course stuff has been equally important to change children's lives. So, all right, guys, um, we are into the show this morning. We've got our Facebook Live up. Alex is kind of making sure that things are, are running properly. We're going to be able to receive your text. And I'm thrilled to death that I'm here to be able to kind of carry the, the baton in these conversations. We've had some really neat folks uh, reach out to us on social media. And I plan on every day as best to the best of my ability. If you reach out to me on social media, if you post something on social media and I get a chance to set my eyes on it, I am definitely going to give you a shout out because I think that that's part of my responsibility in making sure that you know that I hear what you're having to say. And if you've got something to say that you want me to talk about it, you can hit me up at Choose Views on Twitter. Um, you can certainly follow me on uh, Instagram. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, as you guys know, I'm I run a business. I'm an advisor, financial advisor, and I certainly um, want to be able to merge the two when it's necessary and it's the right thing to do. But you can follow me in any of those categories. And I guess, according to Alex, now I need to get my Facebook stuff uh, stepped up because that's going to be part of the mix as well. But um, this morning, some some quick shout outs to Leslie, obviously to my new follower, Deborah. Optimus Prime is always leaning in. Indy Armor, Annabelle, Heidi, uh, my man Cliff Schechter, who is a big follower of and and has a great um, um, podcast, which um, Cliff is going to be a guest of ours in the next week or two. Calamity Jane, Ralph. You know, the, folk, the list goes on. I'm really uh, happy that you guys are following us and spread the word because that's who, how we will continue to do the thing that we do in this space. So we're talking about media. I'm going to make this pivot because it's one that's important. Um, we need to, as progressives, take it on our shoulders to hold our media, mainstream media and others, others um, but I'm speaking more specifically to mainstream media. We need to hold them a little bit more accountable, hold their feet to the fire a little bit more sternly. So let me give you a couple of, a couple of insights that I've been making the last you know week or so with the show being new and how I want us to kind of lean into some of the things that, that are out there. So last week um, I watched and heard some of the delivery from two specific MSNBC, which is supposedly kind of the, you know, more progressive leaning center left leaning uh, network and broadcast. But I watched two people that have been on MSNBC for years uh, and that have been in, in the business for a long time really show that either they're being directed by a C-suite group of people that say that they've got to be this way, or they've made a calculation that this is what's going to keep their, their clicks and their views and all that high. And that is, and you guys may have caught this, I watched how Andrea Mitchell and Katie Turr just kept 
trying to find their way deeper into the into the trash bag. And what I mean by that is that they kept going back in, into the um, making the, the comments about President Biden, or if you want to put it this way, but more the sort of both sides do it conversation. And for me, that's unacceptable. And it should be an, uh, unacceptable for, for those of us that are progressives. I saw on CNN, they had a panel of folks that were sitting around talking about the age of President Biden is a, is a, a negative. And I'm going to talk about that, uh, believe me, in, in this, um, possibly in the second half of this first hour, but most definitely before the show ends, on uh, my recommendations and suggestions about that. But staying on point about media, our mainstream media must do better. And, and for them to do better, we have to use the tools that we have to make them do better. Okay. I think that part of the problem is that they've they've figured out, or maybe not figured out is the, uh, the right word. They've become more comfortable with their 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 own echo chamber, which I look at it and say they want to make sure that if they're not, it, they, they, I'm sorry, let me put it this way: they want to make sure that they don't give the impression that they're leaning in one direction for a particular candidate. But the reality is. By taking this position in this time that both sides in, in this in this um, political environment time that both sides do it, but that being part of their messaging, it is leaning in the direction of forty five and you guys know this and i and I won't apologize for it. I will say it full throatedly. I am checking the box and voting for President Biden and Vice President Harris, and I am making it clear to everyone that that's what you should do. If you truly believe that you are trying to protect our democracy and you want to see our country progress. So I make no apologies for that, which is why I have to take I have to take my responsibility and speak about the mainstream media has to do a better job of getting away from this. Both sides uh, do it. And we have to do a better job of holding their feet to the fire. How do we do a better job of that? We have a couple of tools. I remember President Biden. I'm sorry. President Obama said. Um, when he was having a difficult time with Congress and legislation, he said, I got a phone and I got a pen. So, you know, you all knew what he know what he meant by that. So we have our phones and we have our computers. So we darn well should be picking up the phone and calling the networks that we have a problem with how they're covering issues. And we should definitely, if we're going to be keyboard warriors Let's be keyboard warriors about how the media is always making this both sides do it, be part of their dialogue. And that in this time where we know that the mainstream media is driven by the dollars that they're going to make, by the eyes that they're going to have, we have to take the position and we have to do it now. We don't get to wait until May or June. We have to do this right now of letting them know that what they're delivering to us is unacceptable. And people that, and I don't want to say people like, but the way in which I've watched how Katie Tour, Katie Tour, and and Andrea Mitchell have handled this both sides uh, do it thing is just it's unacceptable, and it should be unacceptable to you guys. I tell you what they should do, um, Alex. You may have seen this. Uh, Fox let go of uh, Katie. I'm sorry, Jessica Tarloff, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Jessica, if you're listening, you can give us a holler. 
Uh, they let go of her. And here's what they let go of her. They, they you know, they, 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 I love how companies try to play this game like, well, you know, talking from the back of their throat. Well, you know, we didn't think that she. No, no, no. Y'all let her go because she was calling you out on your BS. And she was doing it regularly. On camera, someone that's a, a, a you know, died in the wolf fox uh, uh, entertainment person would say certain things and she'd be like, wait a minute, hold on a second. And she'd have facts and she just laundry listed, which I love. Well, I love it when, when someone laundry lists a thing and they can just go boom, 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 boom. Now, what do you have to say? And she just, the last four or five months, she's been doing that. And I was talking with, um, with our friend Karen Byrne about this, about that's what we miss by not having, um, the late, um, Eric Bollard who would do that readily in his articles, um, in media matters, he would laundry list the things that were not accurate about the reporting from the mainstream media. And our man, Dean, um, uh, Dean, uh, Obadala on Sirius does the same thing. So Jessica did, would do this on Fox. And, um, from everything I read, there were a lot of people who were Fox viewers that were like, I didn't really realize that. So they let her go. And I think, what MSNBC should do is bring her into the fold because she delivers accuracy and she's willing to call people out that were on the ne- on the network of the broadcast with her without blinking an eye. And she came with the receipts. So listen, guys, uh, the number is seven, seven, three, seven, six, three, nine, two, seven, eight. This is choose views and we will be right back it's choose views with richard chu on wcpt 820 where facts matter hey guys listen um um last friday and then again yesterday and i'm gonna keep asking this question what is it that you guys any of us i'd like to hear what the are the three things that um you can say hand candidly without question that Donald Trump did during his terms and his term in office that benefited your life and not this, you know, namby pamby. Well, you know, now I want to know some, some, some specifics. And then I'd also, and maybe that's why nobody's answered the question because there wasn't anything. So, uh, but okay, I'll take that. The other thing I wanted to ask is, you know, and I'm, I'm all about, and I'm going to keep doing this talking about president Biden's successes. And I listed a number on th- on Friday. I listed some yesterday. Um, I'll hit some more tomorrow. But give us a call about the things that President Biden has done that have benefited your current life or where you are right now. Some of them are obvious, and I'm not going to give you guys a, a lead in on that. Um, but I'd like to hear what um, what you guys think about how President Biden has impacted your life um, and the administration since elected. So since I am talking about President Biden, I do want to uh, lean into some observations. And this this may take us through to the next break. So, all right. I um, the the, President Biden's age is is a topic that is it's it's daily now. And, you know, we could get all over the map about it, but I'm going to try to stay fairly lean on how I'm going to talk about this. So um, when I was younger um, there, there were some really great tips that my parents gave me, and I'm thankful for those as there are many of them. And but this is one that's relevant to President Biden. And it's a it's a strategic move that I, I think that he is he should embrace. And, and here's how I'll present this. And I want to try to say this with as much as succinctly as I can. OK, 
everybody's riding uh, President Biden about his age. And, you know, there's all this stuff about his age. And so one of the things that my father and mother used to say to me when I and I remember this in high school, when you are and I was on the debate team. So my mother particularly was the one she would say, listen, um, when you uh, are in in your debate, she said, take out their best their best piece of their debate annihilate that and then present your your case you know state your case and i finally figured that out over time what that actually meant and I, and what that how i'm positioning this now with president biden here's what i would like him to do and that is stop and it's not, it's not meant to come out negative stop giving the impression that he's running away from being quote old or too old I think what the administration and if I was sitting with let me put it this way, this might simplify it. If I was sitting with President Biden in a meeting and, you know, the table's full of people, everybody's saying, well, we should, I would say President Biden and everybody here. Let me just put it this way. This is how we need to approach this issue. And maybe this has been said and we don't know it because we're not there. But I would just say stop running from the issue. Deal with it head on and say this. In your next press conference or encounter with anybody about your age. And we at this table that are part of the, the, you know, part of the staff need to say the same thing. And that is in a press, let's just take, uh, let's just take one of the um, questions that comes. So President Biden, you know, it's said that you're too old to do. I would just look at anybody and can make a commercial out of it and say, listen, yeah, I'm old. I'm old as hell. But I challenge you to get up here and do what I've done for this nation in the age that you currently are and not have people criticize you for what you haven't gotten done. So come on up. Let's, let, I'll take the challenge on. I'm 81 years old. I got here when I was 78, 77-ish, at 78. And I'm old as hell. But look at what my wisdom has brought to this office and by default to this country. That's my job, whether I'm 71 or 81. He should just hit that on the screws to use a golf uh, uh, terminology. Rather than kind of, I mean, he's made some jokes about it and I give him his thumbs up on that. I would like to see the badass part of it. Just be, look, man, I mean, you, we can't, the language that you see on the tip of my tongue, Alex, you know I can't say on air. He'll bring the malarkey. Right. Yeah. Just, just bring it. Just say, look, y'all, I'm old as hell. What? A, who cares? I'm getting. Am I? Am I not getting the job done because of my age? Or are you all just trying to punk me every time you see me? You know, stumble or step wrong or say something out of order or get somebody. I said, and I was driving yesterday, and I thought about this. I was like, this dude's been doing this for longer than some of the media people who were asking him these dumb a questions. So this is the moment where I would go, listen, I've been doing this for forty ish years. There's, I got names in my brain from, you know, 35 years ago. So if I get a, if I get a, a leader's name mixed up every now and again, that's probably going to happen. And so my, 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 my thought is to keep this, you know, from, from getting too crazy. I want President Biden to lean into it hard and say, yeah, I'm old as hell. What are we going to do about it? And with that age has come some wisdom it's come some understanding. It's come some caution and patience. And it's come, and, and what that means to the country is that I'm not going to be too quick to the trigger. I'm going to be judicious and I'm going to use that wisdom to help us move forward. 
I, I just want him to reach into his belly and pull that out and tell the world that's where he stands on the age thing and ask the reporters that are asking him these questions and these people that are having these round tables about his age, um, what they would do differently at the age that they currently are that he's doing different than, than what he's currently doing. Because then I think that would it, certainly it would be it would be the hot uh, conversation and all the media would then try to spin it and go, oh, President Biden's now the angry old man. And and that's that's how they're going to spin it and play it. And I know that that's kind of what they have to do to keep eyes on their screens. But I wish that he would do that because I want him to um, let people know that he's aware of his age more than anybody. He gets up in the morning, as I've said before, and he looks into the mirror and he sees he sees the wrinkles. He sees the squinty eyes. He sees the hair that's all over the place. He sees the, 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 the aging body. But he also sees the other side of that, and that's the history and the endurance and the capability that that body still provides him. And that w- would be him owning this rather than letting those in the media and, and, and some of his um, political components, uh, not components, political opponents say things about him that are not relevant to us doing, uh, to him doing a great job. So listen, I, um, I want to keep us on point today and also on time with regard to um, um, what we're dealing with with our, with our, our callers and all that. So th- that, that's my suggestion. Lean into it. Stop kind of, you know, it's not that he's running from it, but lean into it. And, and that way he's, he's owning, owning that, uh, that subject. So I will, um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, here's what is uh, one of the topics that I mentioned at the, at the beginning of the show that we got to be uh, mindful of as it relates to um, the upcoming election and meaning in, in, in uh, the fall. And I've been talking a little bit about the um, New York three, a race that's taking place. And, um, you know, you guys probably realize that, um, that the New York, uh, district three race, which is the old, um, George Santos seat is, um, that race, uh, I think the actual voting is taking place today. If I have my, my, my facts, right. And the two candidates are Tom Swosey and Maisie. Um, I think it's Philip. Uh, Maisie Philip is running as a Republican and Tom Swalsey is running as a Democrat. Right now, he's got about, a, I think, a four-point lead. Um, and if you, at the, even at this 11th hour, if there's anything that you guys as progressives can do to reach out and give some verbal support, at this point, I, I don't think that there's much campaigning support that you can do as a progressive in a, uh, in a blue state. But in this district, um, some of the, the feedback that I'm hearing is that a lot of voters were, are very disappointed that Santos got elected. And that they don't want to make a mistake again with someone that's unexperienced. And and I, and I caught a, a clip uh, yesterday from a woman in the district that said that Maisie Philip Philippe, or however she's pronounced process her name, I don't want to be disrespectful to that, uh, but that she's just not experienced. She's a well-financed um, Republican candidate that they need to put into the race, um, but their concern is that they're going to have yet another not experienced person get the seat. So Tom Swosey is the candidate for the, um, the democratic candidate for that house seat in New York district three and any, any phone calls or, or emails or whatever you guys can make 
to his campaign to give him some support at this, you know, kind of 11th hour. I think that won't fall on deaf ears. And it's probably a good idea to, to you know, go online, pull up his information, reach out to him because um, we win that seat. Then that puts us even closer to taking back the house in the fall. But the other exciting thing about it is, as you guys have heard, it's a team. This is a team effort. And President Biden then has is, is getting one step closer to having the team he needs in Congress to get stuff done. So breaks coming up, guys. Seven, seven, three, seven, six, three, nine, two, seven, eight. I'm Richard Chu. We'll be right back right after this. It's Chu's View with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. Uh, 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views. Happy Tuesday morning. Uh, let's, Alex, let's grab a couple of calls. Let's see what my man Don has. He has a couple of comments on uh, President Biden. Hey, Don, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, a few things. One, um, you had mentioned about earlier, and they all kind of tie together, about radio shows being more responsible for what they say, all media. And my personal opinion or my personal things, what I've seen under President Biden or President Trump, um, I got more money back in my taxes under President Trump. I saw more of a border crisis under President Biden. Uh, we've got 7 million illegal immigrants here, and we don't have 7 million jobs. We're still trying to get jobs for our own people. So I don't see things better under President Biden. I think his um, age and mental uh, ability is really slipping, and I think that's where the media is not being honest. Uh, I would bet you, if you want to take this bet, a hundred dollars, that he's not running for office. If they're going to slip somebody else in, okay. First of all, and I think I, I, I think we're hiding that fact. You know, I mean, I'm a Democrat, but I think we're hiding that fact. We have to be honest and say, you know, the guy's like my grandfather. I really can't imagine him handling that job four more years. Okay. No, I, and first and first of all, thanks for for the. Uh, I wanted to get that commentary and, and get feedback from where you guys and how you guys see things. Um, the tax piece that's going to go away because that was part of the two thousand. It, it also indicates um, a little bit about where a person fits in their tax bracket. Um, that I'll leave that for another show. But, I'm not. I'm not high. I, I'm middle class or low middle class. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, but again, part of that tax break was because of how it was skewed in 2017. And that number is going to change for you as we go forward, because I got to look at the data in 2025. I think it's when it's going to hit. But, yeah, I mean, I've heard that before. And it's not I'm not going to deny that someone will say I got more money uh, back, uh, a better, bigger tax return uh, in Trump. And I would ask you, did you get that in all four years while he was in office? Yes or no? Three years. Okay. So, again, it, it has to do with when that scaling took place as it relates to the 2017 bill. And, and, and to their credit, they knew that they would be able to push that through, um, and they got it through. So kudos there. Uh, as it relates to the border, uh, you could skew that to when and how Congress is not get le- allowing for legislation to get passed. The border, and, and I asked this question to a lot of people. Well, there was a Democratic Congress when Biden took office. He had a Democratic Congress, and he has powers beyond... He can't do right now. He can't. He repealed. He he repealed a lot of policies that created the problem. He could put those policies back in place tomorrow. Let me ask you this question: Did you think that the border crisis was not fixed um, in during Trump's uh, term? Why didn't he do that? 
uh, well, he start, he tried to, and he started fixing it. Um, but who stopped they've him? All, they've oh, all wait, 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 hold, hold, on, hold on, Don. Who stopped him? Uh-oh. Did he 20 come? years. My whole life. Don, you, you, know. kind of, you, you, you went out for a second. I missed you there. I asked a question, and I, I, you kind of went out. Who, sure. who stopped him from doing the things that he could have done? Who stopped who from doing the things he could have done? Trump. You said that he that he was doing, and that's what I miss your I miss your reply. So well, I, when he got when he got out of office, when he got out of office, then but what? Biden repealed repealed to stay in Mexico policy, and he stopped the building of the wall. Okay. The, well, no, he didn't stop. They didn't stop the building on the wall. Biden didn't stop the building on the wall. He actually didn't complete the funding when he had Congress. So they both this this is this is what I want people to look at when it comes to the to the to the uh, southern border crisis, because we have more than one border. First of all, right. they all have dropped the ball in this space and Congress, both the House and the Senate have got to get their act together so that they can get that resolved. But the border crisis on the southern border didn't start with President Trump. Neither has it been furthered and made worse by President Biden. What's happening is. Congress is refusing, and it happened during uh, Trump's uh, term, is refusing to acknowledge the fact that they've got to provide the funding consistently. That's the word that's always missing. It's like the budget every time we, every year, you know, we have this, you know, budget crisis and they kick the can down the road. They've got to consistently provide the funding because the ups and downs, Don, don't allow it to get done. That's what actually ends up happening. And then they, they vote in some craziness into the bill. And one side, both on the Democratic side and the Republican side, they pull back from the table and say, oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't have the pork in it that I want. So I'm not going to vote for it. That's what oh, that's, I agree. It should be a standalone bill. It should bingo. be a standalone bill, that, nothing else tied to it. And they both are at fault for that. Both sides are at fault for that. And, to, and candidly, Trump and Biden and, and Obama and Bush Clinton, Bush, one, all are, in, in our modern lifetime are all at fault for that. A clean bill on the southern border and then ne- not negotiation, but conversations that are meaningful with the leaders of those countries where those human beings are coming from needs to be had. That's the problem that I've seen for years. So I'm with you on that well, part. I agree with you on a standalone bill. There should be a standalone it's, bill. And then, nobody can, and then you put it, like the, currently they have the border, Ukraine, it's crazy. and funding Israel, all in three in one bill. It's crazy. If you put them separately, then nobody has an excuse not to vote yes or no for each one independently. They have to stand on, their, their mer- they have to stand on the merits of their belief as to why they're voting for or not for the bill. For each Right now, I agree with that. That's what's got to happen. So Biden's age. Look, man, I I hear people say it all the time. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I would look at and say, I don't know if you caught my list of things that the president has has done in his uh, um, irrespective of his age. But um, I want someone to prove to me that the president's age has stopped him from. I mean, so what is Vice President Harris and the rest of the administration getting these things done? So I don't want to lean into the whole age thing and say he's not old. I said earlier, he is old. He just needs to embrace it politically because it's not going he's not going to get younger. And neither is 45. But for us to say that he's too old to run and be in office. And then I just don't want to see people, Dan, and you didn't say this, uh, Don. Um, I just don't want to see people say that they're not going to vote for President Biden because he's too old. It's not, it's not just for, because I'm saying he's too old. I and mean, then when you see him talk, 
and you watch him walk, you, you see the fragility, how fragile this, the man is. So let me ask and you this I, question you know, then. And I know they always say, well, he stutters and things like that, but when he slows down, he's got to read word for word off the piece of paper in front of him. He, and so, then when he doesn't, he just goes into some canned response. That's not the kind of so what, so, 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 so person then, I think who could think on the street. So then I, let me ask you this question. This, ultimately, this is the home run question. And be honest. Is it going to prevent you by comparison? Because the comparison is, the alternative is not to vote vote for a third-party candidate or vote for 45. And my question is... I'm going for a third-party candidate myself. So then ultimately you want to see 45 get back in office? Well, it's personally... A yes, no, no, no. I, it's yeah. a yes-no yeah, question. Yeah, yes. Okay, that's what I like to do is get people down to it. Because all the fluff, like what color is the sky when, the, when it's clear? It's blue. What color is the sun when the sun is out? Okay, I want clean answers from people. You don't have to be apologetic for or justify it. You want 45 back in office, right? Yes or no? No, not really. I want neither one of these guys. Okay. I don't know how we got so, to so, we're, we're both pretty so I'm, 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 I'm leaning hard into you because I have to, to get to clarity. If you're going to vote third party, then you're going to get what you I mean, uh, not Ted, but you know, Kennedy. I'm both Kennedy. So then you want 45 back in office. No, I don't. So then why would you vote for Kennedy? Well, do you, well because hopefully, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take a shot and hopefully enough people will do so, the right thing and not vote for either of these two people that we've had. I don't want to repeat of four years ago. Okay. So then if you don't want to repeat of four years ago, then why would you vote for Kennedy? Because it doesn't, it's not congruent. I mean, do you, I, mean, I have to if go I with can, my heart. The answer is I have to go with my heart and I can't, I don't have the... Morally, I cannot vote for either one of those two old gentlemen. Oh, I don't want to say old. Describe him just that way, but I don't want to vote for either one of the two people. I mean, I couldn't imagine working for Trump. I think he's an egotistical maniac. Okay. And Joe Biden, so, I think he's been lying to us. Him so, in the White House and the Democratic Party has been covering him up. Okay. This man cannot handle it. So, uh, Don, um, the phones are blowing up right now, which is great, because you, which you, I, I really wish I could play this back for you. I want you to vote for your heart. And I've been saying this on the family meeting. I've been saying it everywhere I land. I want you to vote for your heart, vote, vote uh, from the heart. And I'm telling you, based on the numbers and the data, by you doing that, which is your right to do it, and I support that. I, I know what you're saying. I'll basically just take a vote away from Biden and give it you to Trump. You are going to get, you are going to, this is what's incongruent. You are going to get what you just said you don't want. I'm telling you that. I and well, I, I don't respect, want Biden either, though. But, but, so I can't but, you said, but you said you don't want the other thing. I listened to the tone of your voice when you said it. So I'm not trying I to agree. convince I you agree. to change your. I'm not trying to tell you to change your vote, Don. I'm just I know. saying we all have a tough. We all have a tough situation. I think most of America doesn't want either two of the two people we got to choose from. Whatever. Well, <laughs> and so what do we do? Well, and my point is, how the hell do we get to this? And this is the media. Painting a picture only for those two people. The media should be all over the other candidates, the third party candidates, and giving them more attention. All the money's gone to the two big, big people who are running now. That's because the big money in this country, the millionaire and billionaires, and the people in Ukraine and everything else are pouring money back into those two people because they know they can work with those two people. They know you get honest questions from Kennedy. 
and from a couple other people. Well, I would do that, Don. I, I would, and I, nobody I, wants to answer those. I'm going to ask you a question, and we have to go to a break. Um, will you sure. give us a call back? Because I definitely want to talk to you more about this sometime later in the week, whenever you got some time. This is an ongoing issue. We have to go to a quick break, though, Don. The number is 773-763-9278. We will be right back. Welcome to Choose Views with Richard Chu. Get ready to dive into a world of insightful conversations and thought-provoking discussions. As progressives, our job is to have an all-inclusive, full-on assault with all of our players. A show that will focus on moving our political, social, economic, gender, and cultural conversation forward. And all of our players means all of our players. It's Choose View. And now, here's your host, Richard Chu. Hey guys, we're back. Welcome to Choose View, 773-763-9278. Glad you're with us. Uh, Shout outs to all of our peeps, as they would say. Um, So the previous caller, Don, is, there's a couple of things that I I wanted to say that I thought about that are important. Um, I hate, I don't like to interrupt people when they're on the flow, but we had to go to a break. Um, And I hope Don calls us back. We need to hear what Don is saying because... um, no matter how you slice it and dice it, his choice is his choice. He gets to vote for who he wants to, uh, whoever he wants to vote for. And he can be criticized for that, but it's his choice. And, you know, we can't, you know, uh, tar and feather that person's uh, rationale or reasoning. But that's the part I want to lean into, the rationale and the reasoning. The rationale and the reasoning that he gave us, which I wanted to get down to, I wanted to keep carving to get to it, is... He feels that Biden's too old and that Democrats are hiding things. And, the, and I would agree the, med, the media is doing an awful job of covering the election. They're, they're making it a two-person race. Um, I just I want people to understand that the logic which says that I don't like the two-party system, I get that. And I would ask the question of anyone that, that, that positions their choices right now based on I want to see a third-party candidate or I want to see a third-party system. I would have to ask this question, um, at what expense does that person want to see a third-party candidate or a third-party system? At what expense? I mean, maybe we should be there. I know that that years ago, um, at the beginning, the early inception of the Congressional Black Caucus, it talked about the strength of the black vote and Maybe there should be more of a leaning away from both the Democratic and Republican Party um, and more uh, focused on empowering more black folks to vote for who they want to vote rather than just leaning into the Democratic Party predominantly. And, you know, I'm going to hit that in a moment in terms of something that that I think is important um, regarding voting. But I don't want to leave this on the table too long. Don's choice is Don's choice and not but and that voice needs to be heard. But I can assure you that in this climate that a vote for a third party candidate right now is a vote for Donald Trump and for Don to say, because, you know, I got again, I didn't want to make any assumptions. I wanted him to say it in his words, which is why I asked him to call back that vote will reelect potentially reelect Donald Trump. And this is where I press the, the press hard against people that say that black. And I talked about this on the show yesterday, that black men voting, the numbers of black men vote that say they're going to not vote or they're going to vote for a third party or Joe, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Donald Trump is minuscule compared to white votes that make the same decision based on the same rationale or third party. And that's a good example. 
I haven't had one black person call into this show since I've been doing it for a week and two days and say I'm voting third party. But I've had a handful of people say that aren't African-American that they're going to they're considering voting third party. And when I look at that, that's why I brought the numbers yesterday to say that that percentage or that volume of votes is higher if, if we look at white females that voted in greater numbers from 16 to 20 for Trump. So right now, we got to be really careful with this third party stuff, because if you say that you don't want all these crazy things to happen, then you can't vote third party rationally because your 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 choice is incongruent with what you want as an outcome. It just is. I'm not pointing fingers. It's just incongruent. You don't want all this craziness, but you're going to vote third party, which means you're going to get the craziness. So let's go to a couple of quick callers. We got Karen from, I'm guessing, Chicago. Mm, yeah. uh, Richard. You're bu- you're bu- are you kidding? Okay, okay, you, you okay. Be, you you be- are just trying to trigger me this morning. You're trying to trigger me this morning. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Talk to us, Karen. Okay. I, I you know, okay. I, I was trying real hard. There's no, I was trying real hard. You, you can, you, I was trying really hard <laughs> to, to give space to that commentary about the reason for voting third party. I was trying real hard, but go ahead. You, do, I don't even have my coffee yet. Okay, let me just say this. Okay, Don. All right, there is no pass. For a third-party candidate, I don't care who it is. There is no past for a third-party candidate to get 270 electoral votes. Presidential election, as the electoral college, we have to deal with, okay? If you vote for third party, you absolutely are voting for Donald Trump, and you want the crazy back in the White House. And not just the crazy, the fascism. You want the guy who is going to follow the agenda of Project 2025, which is ushering in authoritarianism, is giving, serving up our NATO allies to Vladimir Putin on a platter, is um, continuing the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which has stripped women in this country of their reproductive rights and their autonomy to make their own decisions for their own economy. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, Karen just blew up the Internet. She tried to do what Beyonce did Sunday night in a Super Bowl commercial, (laughs) you know. Uh, you call us back, Karen. We lost you there for a second. We'll hold, we'll hold your spot. But I, listen, I was trying to, I wanted to give Don the space to say what he was going to say because I knew I was, you know, how I'll de- defang someone when it comes to that. Um, it, it, there's no, there's no option. The vote, a vote for third party right now based on our electoral college. And I, that's why I said fairly, maybe we do need a third party system, but now ain't the time. Because to get to the third-party system, all that we've got to give up to get there means that we're going to lose so much ground, like Karen just bullet-pointed. I'm sorry, Don, and those who want to vote third-party. Your actions will cause 45 to get back in office. Your actions, it's your choice, but there comes responsibility with those actions and that, the, the, those choices and acting on those choices. That means 45 gets back in office. And that means that all these things that Karen was listening, I think we got her back on. So let's, let's grab her real quick. KB, what's up? Okay. So this is the thing. 
Yeah, it is. It is not. This is not 2015 when we don't know what Donald Trump is capable of doing. Okay, the man. Okay, what did what did Donald Trump do for Don? Oh, he gave him some more money in his taxes. Guess what? That's going away (laughs) because the Republicans are taking that away because that ends that. That goes away for all of us. Yep. Okay. The, meanwhile, the millionaires and the billionaires, they get to go on and keep on, you know, you know, padding their bank accounts. Okay. This is, this is, there is no comparison to be made. That is the only thing that he can list. Meanwhile, you can laundry list it. And you've been doing an amazing job of laundry listing all of the amazing accomplishments. President Biden has been able to get through, despite the fact that he had um, Republican opposition, despite the fact that he had two Democrats that voted with Republicans. Okay, he has delivered on all of these things. We have an amazing economy, which although people have maybe not started to feel it, they're going to start to feel it right now. There takes it takes time. Okay, Joe Biden. Yes, he's old. Okay, but Joe Biden is experienced. He's wise. He's wise enough to sit there and he doesn't have the ego that Donald Trump does. He can listen to people who have more expertise when he is considering the policy that he wants to implement. Okay, Donald Trump, on the other hand, is an egomaniacal maniac who, because of his criminal negligence in the handling of the pandemic. Yeah. Left us with a horrible economy. Hold on. One million Americans dead. Okay. And now that's the guy that you want to essentially put back in office by voting for somebody who does not have a pathway to 270 electoral college votes. That's the reality. Don, you are privileged. Don, you are uh, protected. I, as a woman, am not. My daughter, my uh, stepdaughters are not. My nieces are not. My trans child is not. My gay and lesbian uh, nieces and nephews and, and friends and family are not. You are protected. You are privileged. And you can climb back in your little bunker and pretend like a second term of Donald Trump isn't going to throw us right into authoritarianism and kill our democracy. That is church, y'all. <laughs> because I, mean, I, 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 I would, I don't even want to try to, you know, take the baton and run even further with that. That's what's going to happen. And that's why I was trying yeah. to, to pull apart. Okay. So, and, and I, and I put this out, this is, this is what I'm going to say. Third party um, and a, a third party candidate right now is a distraction from the reality of what we've got to get done as a community of voters that's progressives. And so, yeah, I mean, Karen, um, thank you for the laundry list. I appreciate that. You know, I love laundry list because it allows us to just get down to it. Let's not get all in the fancy words. This is what's happened. This is what's been done. Yeah. So, well, I'm no Jessica Tarlov. I'm no Jessica (laughs) Tarlov, but seriously, like she, no. Yeah. Big mistake. Um, big mistake, but yeah, I'd be happy. And I initially called in um, to talk about, you know, the Andrea Mitchell and the Katie Tur, and yeah, she would be amazing to take, you know, any one of those spots. And don't get me started on Kristen Welker, yeah. because when you have on the heels, you're going to sit there and talk about Joe Biden's age and him misspeaking when um, 
members of the media are like rabid wolves screaming at him. Yeah. That's what you're going to cover, but you're not going to cover the authoritarian standing up there talking about how he's just going to uh, let Vladimir Putin do um, do and encourage him, by the way, to yeah, do which whatever is, the heck which, he wants. Which, which is borderlining. It's not, it's not treason. But, I mean, let's be honest. The real problem that that's still existing is two reasons. The Republicans... I'm sorry, the, the, the mainstream media that won't call it out and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second, uh, Donald Trump. You don't get to say that. None of them have the guts to do it. And that's why that kind of having the guts to say it is why Jessica Tarlov got let go from Fox. Mm-hmm. And that is the yes. reason that if if MSNBC, CNN's probably not going to do it. If they really and this, mm-hmm. is, this is where I, I got to pull C, uh, MSNBC's coat. If MSNBC were going to really lean into being um, where they say that they've been, then they would they would snatch her up real quick. But we'll see what happens in any event. Coming back to the real problem with this is that, um, you know, Trump and the Republicans and we're, we're, we're kind of going through a break, Karen. So I'm going to I'm going to hit hit pause on this. And um, Alex has got to take us into a break. But I want to when we come back from the break, I want to talk about something that I that I highlighted in my notes about um what Donald Trump said about NATO and why it's completely reckless. So the number is 773-763-9278. And if y'all weren't prepared, you do, you should be now. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. Um, yeah, it's, it, the train is running now. The line's lit up after Don's uh, conversation. And, of course, uh, we're going to go right back um, to Karen. Let's grab Karen back. Uh, hey, KB, we're back. So I'll let you ra- I'll let you wrap up. Okay, so I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wrap this because I I know you have a lot of people that want to talk. Um, I, but here's the other thing too that he said that I just you know when I was sitting there um, uh, through the break, he talked about the border. Okay, the border wall. Okay, okay, we have 1,500 miles of border, various terrain. Impossible, impossible to build a wall across the entire southern border. When we talk about a crisis at the southern border, it's always specific to Texas. We -hmm. don't talk about the other three states that border Mexico. So the crisis isn't really a crisis. I got news for you, Donnie Boy. Um, And not to mention the fact that um, actually deportations, I believe, are up under President Biden. And he was able to negotiate and get Mexico to pay for more current modes of patrolling the border. Yeah. Oops. Oh, we lost Karen again. So listen, Karen, thanks for calling in. I'm going to move to a couple other folks. Um, we've got that. The, the challenge is, is that a lot of folks don't want to hear the truth. And I'm not going to just, you know, land based on Don. Uh, Don is entitled to his thoughts and feelings. And many of the many others are. And I know that you were calling in and I know that that you uh, we're going to grab you real quickly. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, so many people have got to accept the fact that their choices are have, have an outcome. And right now, this third party uh, conversation is just I mean, I, I get it. I feel you. But right now, at what cost? Seriously, at what cost right now? So. All right. Let's um, Alex. Can we can we grab Vicky, who's been holding for a bit? Hey, Vicky, good morning and welcome to Choose Views. How are you doing, dear? 
I am fine. Thank you, Richard. Love your show. And I think I may be the first black uh, caller. So uh, yay to me. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, girl. <laughs> um, hey, let me just say this. It, boy, Karen is a tough act to follow. Hey, okay? man. Don't, e- don't, <laughs> don't even listen. Don't even try to follow her. Just ride along with her. Karen is a great road dog to have. So don't try to follow. Just ride along. That's what I'm going to do. Progressive Karen's don't play. That's right. Um, listen, let me let me just I called in to talk about uh, President Biden and accomplishments. And for me, I own a tax business. And by far, it's been uh, the student loan debt relief, because I'm seeing young people come in with this burden off their back. They're investing in retirement plans. So they're planning for their future. They're spending and they're recirculating that money back into the economy. So uh, by far, it's been student loan debt, as well as the $35 insulin cap. Um, but but then, and I'm not going to address the caller, but I am just, I'm, I'm, I cringe when I hear the word old being fit as if it's a negative thing. I don't know. Uh, my, my, my grandfather, my grandmother are the smartest people I know. And when I have to sit down and listen, I understand I'm not going to speak in 30-second sound bites, but the wisdom and the things I've learned from them is just incredible. And so, you know, the word old, when I hear people say they're not going to vote for Biden because he's old, they know they're going to get another old guy, old Trump. There's old Biden, old Trump. And I agree with you that he should lean into it. And I'd like to hear him say, yes, I'm old enough to know that women have a right to their bodily autonomy. I'm old enough to know that students shouldn't be burdened with debt for 20 years. I'm old enough to know that pharmaceutical companies are profiting on the backs of people that are sick. I'm old enough to know that when the Republican Party invests so heavily in suppressing the vote, they're afraid. So there's ways to lean into it. um, And and I, I just personally don't think that those people are, are it's an old issue it's either a kamala issue or there were trump supporters to begin with but Thank everybody you. has the right vicky just everybody v- has the right <laughs> vicky my, my, my the hairs on my back are just like standing up and, and saying and, and and alex listen man listen the ladies are running this thing today karen and vicky are opposite ends i mean they're, they're the goalposts right now I mean, y'all are running it today. Both of y'all brought us, took us to church. That's a compliment because you just laundry list. And listen, here's, here's, the, here's the credibility behind what Vicky just said, y'all. This is what's important. She stated what she does for a living. And the reason that that's important when someone says, well, my ta- I'm paying less in taxes. Well, hold on a second. There's some other people now that because of a decision and the effort of this old dude in the White House, that there are another, there's another large group of our population that's paying less in taxes and recirculating that money back into the economy and making sure that they're planning for their future. Why in the hell can't people get on board with that? So, Vicki, I appreciate not only your energy and, and the laundry listing that you just brought to us, I darn sure appreciate the fact that you could see the value of folks having have to pay less in student loans, if anything at all, and being able to put that money back into the economy and linking that to why our economy is doing better. Yes. 
And as the last thing I'll say, because I know you have other callers, is that third parties, fourth parties, I'd like to see many parties. And I think the way we start this, after we win in 2024, is start looking at ranked choice voting. When we have six or seven people and we're waking the choices, that gets us closer to a three, three, four, five-party system. But 2024 is not the year. Yep. Love you, Richard. Thank you so much for what you do, and I'm going to keep listening every day. I, I just, I love your show. Thanks, Vicky. Have a great day today. Be safe, girl. Man, I'm so glad I was raised by strong women and strong men, because I know when to shut up my mouth and let the ladies do their thing. And Karen and Vicky took us to church, y'all. That's the way it is sometimes. It just is that way. So I know we're going to hit a break in a couple minutes, but let's, uh, Dave. In Hoffman Estates, we're going to grab you before the break because I want to hear what you have to say. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Good morning, Richard. Yeah, I'm the third party. And uh, last night, they had John Stewart return back to Comedy Central. That's right. And and he kind of skewered them both about the age. And then they had a clip showing Trump at a deposition showing his vacillating memory and he even claimed on a thing that uh, I don't remember saying that I have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Dave. But they were, yeah, but I mean, they were showing, you know, I guess that by the counter, he can still maybe use that uh, clip from that deposition there <laughs> that time about showing him about his, his uh, creative memory too. But, uh, That's pretty good, Dave. And, uh, Hey, yeah, and uh, I'll close out. Go you got to go to a break, but another uh, thing got to keep in mind: they're getting a heck of a uh, snowstorm or nor'easter over New York, and today's that day. They're the election, that special election. I know. I know, I know, man. That's what I was saying it's earlier. Up. They, they got to show up, and if that weather does hit today, and eh, we can't have a low turnout be the thesis, the way that that then uh, Mozzie uh, Pillett gets to slip into that Republican seat, we want to flip that back to. To a Democratic seat for Tom Swalley. Yeah, anywho, that. But I got to tell you that Stewart. You know, like I, I mentioned that um, I'm a lot of in the camp with the partner on Sundays. You know, like he's saying about you know not either wanting, you know, not really happy with both, but uh, he's got to go for one. Well, Stewart kind of speaks for for Eric and myself even, but I know, you know, yeah, it needs. Stuart was a big help, wasn't it, in getting Obama in with the young people? Yep, 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 because of the the demographic of his show. So, Dave, I'm going to appoint you. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to get off. Let me clear off. I just thought I'd share that with you. All right, man. Have a great day. Be safe and give us a holler back. Uh, You too. Take care. All right. I'm going to appoint Dave as our cub reporter. Uh, a cub. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. I've given that 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 moniker to someone else that I know and love. I'm going to give Dave a, a, a title, and that that will be our sort of our suburban eyes on the street dude. That's what we'll come up with. Dave, thank you for your call. Thanks to everybody for calling in today. We're going to hit a quick break. The number is 773-763-9278. You're listening to Choose View with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. Uh, wow, what a morning. Um, thanks to Don for calling in to give us his perspective. Obviously, uh, my, my goalpost ladies and Karen and Vicky brought uh, the, the data and the relevance and the connective tissue to uh, how Biden policies have benefited. Listen, I'm going to say this now. I'm going to say this over and over again. I want to know 
what President Biden's policies have done to hurt people compared to letting 45 slip back in. And he said he's going to hurt you. Okay. He said he's going to hurt you. And I, I need to understand the psychology behind someone that says that person told me they're going to hurt me. I'm going to let them in the gate versus a person that says, I'm not going to hurt you. I don't necessarily know exactly every single way I'm going to help you, but I know damn well I'm not going to hurt you. You have my commitment on that. That's a very, I mean, that's just watering it down to simplicity's basic level. However, I'm running with the person, male or female, black or white, don't matter, that says to me, Richard, Alex, I'm not going to hurt you. And we're together, we'll figure out how we're going to help each other. I'm going to work with that person before I consciously let somebody walk in the gate. I'm going to buzz them in my gate and say, yeah, come on in. Break everything you can. And that, to me, is a sign. That's enough of a difference. Hold your nose and vote for Joe Biden all day long. Whatever you get, whatever, whatever floats your boat, as the phrase goes. But I'm going to vote for the dude. I'm going to run with the person that says to me, I'm not going to hurt you. And I'll figure out with your help how to make things better. Now, all this other third party craziness and whatever, that's your business. But in this environment, now is not the time, y'all. It doesn't mean it can't be done, but now is not the time. And for those who say, well, when is the time, Richard? I can tell you this. It ain't right now. Okay. So let's, uh, let's grab a quick call. Let's talk to my man, Bob. What's going on, Bob? How are you this morning? Happy Tuesday. Is uh, this uh, King Richard, the museum lover? That's me. Aha. Aha. Got, got him. Right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> well, uh, tell you what I'm planning on a doing over here in Indiana. Okay. I am going to hold my nose and vote for what may well be the best president that uh, has ever come down the pike within my 72 years on this side. Okay. Uh, so uh, I think you got a rough idea yep. of who that guest might be. I don't know, Bob. You, you, you're you kind of my man of jokes and fun, and you might be pulling my leg here. So, I, But I'm going to trust you. I, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to go. Well, you know, but uh, I I don't know. I can't see why why I would want to change, and particularly uh, for the the glob of goo, that would be the other option (laughs) on the other side. Because, um, I mean, uh, that that, that chap is, is a plague. Yeah, uh, he fits. He fits the description perfectly in virtually every category. So, uh, yeah. In fact, the whole party now that we are at this time, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a a one party uh, <laughs> country right now. Yeah, cause because they uh, they they cut their own knees, they slit their own wrist, all the other euphemisms that I could use, and no disrespect to anybody to get where they are. And, and what's interesting, uh, 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 Bob, I have to ask you this question because this popped into my head when you were talking. Um, and, I, and, I, and I apologize if I'm being too nosy. Um, are you good to go in terms of getting to the poll to vote 
this coming fall and, and, and folks that are in your cohort, are you, are you guys good and you've got ways in, to get to the polls safely and comfortably? My, well, my problem for some time is uh, if I stand in one place too long, I tend to topple like a tree. <laughs> so I have been, um, uh, what's going to happen, last year when I did this, the, the lady at the, uh, um, doggone it, see now I'm getting uh, my old age disease too, Um <laughs> The voter registration in LaFord County. Mm-hmm. So I, you have to call up to get set up for mail-in voting. Okay. And when I thought, when I called last year, mm-hmm. she says, you're the first one on the list. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to get in early and okay. get set up. And I got to tell you, it's a... Uh, Piece of cake to do. Okay. Uh, why, why people can't even do that if you can't get to the polls or, or you're too lazy. I used to always go when I could. Okay. But uh, physically now, and my car is even sicker than I am, I, I found out the hard <laughs> way. So, um, but uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be uh, knocking on their door over the telephone and saying, Get me the paperwork. Let's get going here. Okay. It just popped into my um, in my mind when you were talking about it. And I want to just put that out there to you. So thank you for that answer, because that also imp- impacts so many other voters of any age or, or any group that they have the opportunity to get um, to do it in a way that's going to work for them best. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so. All right. Cool. Bob, thank you so much. I want to grab another quick call before we hit this uh, next break. Uh, Always great to hear your voice on these mornings, Bob. Stay safe and have a fantastic day today. My man, Bob. Uh, Alex, can we can we grab the next call? We should. Okay, let's uh, let's go to Mildred, south side of Chicago. What's going on, Mildred? Good morning and welcome to Choose Views. Thank you for taking my call. I just have to call in and listen to all this stuff. Uh, uh, considering putting that 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 man, that criminal, ninety with ninety one charges back in the office, is still more money uh, and get more money to the rich people and less to the people that need it. Now I'm a, a, a middle income person too. I'm retired now. Um, thank God I got a pension. I hope he don't try to take it away. If he managed to, to uh, give the Kool-Aid to other folks. and, and But in 2018, I um, lost a lot of money in taxes because of his so-called uh, tax cut, that 2% that he gave uh, people yeah. and gave about uh, up to, what's it, 20, uh, 15 or Something like that to the rich people. Mm-hmm. They didn't need that cut. Nope. Okay. Uh, because he's trickle, not fair. Trickle down is a myth. It doesn't happen. Keep going. Sorry, <laughs> Mildred. Yes. And um, he took away all the tax uh, cut benefits that we could use to, that we were filing with our taxes. He took those all away. And that's why that guy who says he says he's paying more, I do too. Well, <laughs> you know, no, no, he because of that. He wasn't saying he's paying more. He actually said he got a bigger refund on his taxes three of the years that Trump was in office. And I well, mean, I'm, I'm not going to. That's call- what I'm saying. Yeah, he got. He's a- paying. He, he getting less money. 
I, I don't get any money back now because of that income tax. I never always receive money from my income tax. It's a lot of money. We could say three to $5,000. When Trump got in there and gave that tax cut, that little 2%, mm-hmm. it paid, it, 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 it didn't pay for me. It no. didn't help me. It didn't help nobody in my family. The data backs that up, Because the income tax went up. Right. The, the data, the data backs that up. I mean, it's and, and, and again, I wasn't going to say to Don that he that he didn't get it. That's why I asked, when he said that he got a bigger tax return um, in the, the in three of those four years. I'm not going to tell somebody that, you know, show me the math on that. But that's not my business. But I did qu- quickly go. I don't understand. That's kind of that's kind of why I went to what you know, where, where um, his income bracket was or where he is categorically, because I was like, Okay, um, then maybe that's partly because of how you filed. And again, I, I don't want to do the supposition thing, but I know more people, progressive and independent and Republican, that with the tax, the new tax law that went in to a, that uh, Ryan and 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 Trump got put through, which by the way was the only piece of legislation that was broad legislation for the country. I know more people that said they had less in their in their um, in their returns. Um, so in any event, Milch, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to ride along with what you were saying. Well, they, they're right. That he's right, too. I was getting more money, too, under uh, not him. I never got money under him. But, uh, but you know, then we ran into a problem because of, of the pandemic. Sure. You can't keep blaming people for uh, Mother Nature. Nobody is at fault with that. Um, and, and Biden certainly is not at fault with the pandemic, but he had to put the fires out. He went and negotiated the Recovery Act, trillion dollar act to give to the people all that money to help people in the meantime that couldn't get outside to work. And where's people's memories at? I know. Come on now. And he did that. Trump <clears throat> did nothing. He caused it. He said we had a common cold. I am a registered nurse. He said we had a common cold. It was it be done in a, in a month. Sure okay? did. Okay. And then he said somebody told him not to tell the the public. Yep. That it the was Bob, a pandemic. The Bob Woodward uh, tape where he was he openly admitted, yeah, this is pretty serious. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, I mean Mildred. Again, listen, Alex. The ladies are taking us to church. Karen, Vicky, Mildred. Hey, I'm just gonna sit back in the pew and, and take notes. Because, you know, you all are yeah, just Yeah, you take the notes and you spread them. I am volunteering uh, to sign up people to vote, sign up young kids, uh, teenagers in high school to vote. They okay. call the GOTV, get out the vote, and help the young people. I gave them civic life right there at Simeon High School uh, a few weeks ago. They people need to get out and do something. We need to increase the vote because we can't let that man back in office. I am so ashamed as American when I go overseas. They said, "What's they say you from America? They look at you like you're crazy, yeah. man. What you doing?" <laughs> I mean, and that's, I, and that's so crazy. true. That's so true, Mildred. Listen, I got. I want to grab one thing or say something real quick. Please okay. uh, reach out to me. I want to get involved with what you're doing. With, at Simeon, I want to literally, I mean, hands on boots, uh, foot, uh, whatever, boots on the ground, hands in the mix. Mm-hmm. I want to get involved with that because that's where that's where the rubber meets the road. Please, please, please 
um, I will re- send you the information. Yes, please. I will send you the information because the governor Prisker is involved with that too. Okay, law passed. I'll let you know about it. I want to get involved, Mildred. Thank you so much, dear. Thank you for your You're service welcome. as a nurse. Have a great day today, and we can't wait to hear from you thank again. Thank you. All You're right, doing good. very good. Thank, thank you, you, Mildred. <laughs> bye bye. Okay, let's uh, let's we say a couple more calls, but let's hit the break. Come back from that. 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views. We'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. Wow, what a morning. And thanks to everyone that's called in. Um, that's what it's all about. It's, uh, it's about me sitting in the driver's seat of the bus, but y'all jumping on and, and giving us, you know, all the information that we need. It's a It's a team effort. It is definitely a team effort, and I appreciate the work. I'm excited about the things we're going to be able to do through this show, and that CPT is behind what we're doing. It's exciting. We're going to do our dead-level best to save democracy, y'all. I believe that, but we have to lean in together. Okay, we got one more call, then we're going to finish out. Let's go to uh, Sela from Texas. Good morning. How are you? And welcome to the fi- <laughs> welcome to. Choose views. As you may know, I'm one of the hosts of the family meeting, so I, I almost slipped there, but that's okay. It's WCPT. Welcome to our morning. I wanted to pick back, pick it back off there. Two things. First of all, I want to pick it back off what, my, what, what Mildred just said. Okay. Uh, I'm 78 years old. I'm fortunate enough to have a pension and Social Security. But I will, I will say this. All four years that Trump was in office, uh, I had to pay extra income taxes. In fact, I paid on average of a thousand and extra income taxes when I filed my return. All four years that he was in office, since Biden has been has been in office, I'm getting a refund. Okay. okay. The the second thing is is Social Security. Uh, I'm going to be uh, like Mildred. I do volunteer to to sign up. Uh, high school kids to register to vote, but uh, I am finding that my fellow baby boomers, I am I, I am so surprised that so many of them uh, vote Republican. And what they don't know is that Republicans, because the media is not reporting this, Republicans do plan to gut Social Security if they if they happen to 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 take the White House and take Congress. Yep, that, and that, folks don't realize that Social Security is under attack. What, Don, what Donald Trump did, what I think the last year he was in office, he did stop Social Security taxes from being collected um, from 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 uh, uh, from federal employees, mm-hmm. and of course that did hurt the Social Security fund. Yep. The other thing that he said he was going to do is that had he been reelected, he was going to continue to do that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I appreciate. Listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. And we, we really appreciate it. And we'd love to hear from you again and spread the word down there. In, in, uh, and I will say this, the great state of Texas, it's just got some knuckleheads that have been elected to office down there. Um, but you're right. I mean, you brought the receipts. That's what actually happened. So this third party craziness and I'm tired of these, you know, Biden and, 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 and Trump and I'm going to vote third party. And this ain't the time to do that, y'all. It's just not. We have to lean in to making sure that we stem the tide. I can't say that more emphatically. And you just said it. I mean, th- that th- those are the details. Those are the receipts as to what 45 did 
in his last year. And he and he he didn't just fumble on on the pandemic. He knew that it was a bullet train coming at our society and he lied about it. It's on tape. So and, what, and you know what gets me is that is that people don't know that he did uh, call for the Department of Treasury not to collect uh, Social Security taxes. Yep. And there's a letter out there that was signed by him where he did this. Now, fortunately, uh, most of the private sector uh, did not go along with it. But federal employees did have to pay. Uh, I mean, did during, I think it was like for three months, they did not pay uh, into social uh, uh they did not pay into the social security security taxes. But what a lot of folks don't understand is that uh, people do pay taxes on social security benefits. I'm one of those who does have to pay. I mean, I've already been taxed on it, but then I have to pay taxes on my benefits. Okay. And and I mean, sorry, I didn't, sorry. I'm I'm just writing with you. I apologize. (laughs) I mean to cut you off, but that's the part where I go, this is where ignorance gets us in trouble. And just yes. just just listening to the sound bites and listening to the echo chambers, and I think I would hope we try not to be an echo chamber here, but that's th- those are details and facts that are important. And I thank you so much for calling in. Please call us back. Spread the word. Oh, I Anything will. I can do to help you spread the word there, you call here. You let us know. You send us um, whatever communication you know you need to. You can email all those sorts of things. Because my job in this role is to help spread the word so that we can stem the tide and keep us moving forward. Thank you so much for calling in this morning. We really appreciate it. Uh, have a great day down there today in Texas. You too. All right. Bye now. How wonderful is that? All right. So we're going to do this. We're going to make it quick. We're going to hit Paul in Seattle, and then we're going to jump out of here. Well, good morning. How are you, Paul? Welcome to Choose Views. I'm up early, working out, listening to Choose Views. And when I first got on the on the bike, uh, you know, I heard you talk about Andrea Mitchell, uh, <laughs> concerned about Biden's age. I think, who the hell is she to get <laughs> She's the same age as Trump, for crying out loud. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Okay, so here's here's the deal, Richard, is that uh, the report is, the the actual information of the report is irrelevant. It's all about Biden's age. It's not about him, uh, you know, that he was, uh, there's no wrongdoing, no intention for wrongdoing. And the media doesn't want to focus on the fact that Donald Trump just said he encouraged Russia to attack our allies. So it's not issues. And as you talk on the family meeting about permanent interest, and I know Eisendrath had a uh, great guest on Saturday saying, look, running for office is different than governing while you're in office. So, you know, let's not invoke our permanent interest at this point, because this is not where this is not who this is not where we are. The, the, the country and the media want to see a fight between two old men. Yep. They need okay? a horse race. So let's give it to them. I think that Joe, that President Biden should, should first of all, as, as I address guests, said, taunt him like Muhammad Ali used to taunt. Come on, Joe, hit me harder, hit me harder. And he should taunt Trump, and he should challenge him to something like a golf match. But here's <laughs> the rules: no cart. Now I'm sure Trump, I think probably Trump's a, Trump's a better golfer. But you know what? In about three months, President Biden could take some lessons so he could show up decently on the course. But no carts, and I'll tell you, 18 holes. I just figured out it's about three, three and a half miles, and there's no way that Donald Trump. You see, because that's there's where the endurance comes in. Your swing starts to waver when that's why you're starting that, to get tuckered out. That's right. Right. That's that's why 
that's why Tiger has been so great over the years because of his physical conditioning and many other golfers have picked up on that. Staying on your point, Paul, yes, a golf match between these two old white dudes and let's let them do it without a cart. Maybe a pull cart, not a not a not a um, where they got to carry their bag, yeah. but just a pull cart, no, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. uh, a caddy, of course, that can you know do all the yeah. whatever. That would be interesting. The other thing that popped in my head when you said that is, okay, let's have a little, let's have a little old white dudes Olympics. Then they, so they play three holes or they play nine holes. Then they have yeah. to go do you know they have to go to get jump in a pool and swim, and none of us are gonna want to see that. Uh, and then the, <laughs> <laughs> and then the third thing would be uh, a, a bike ride around town. You know, yeah. and, and oh, let's, yeah. let, let's see who's left standing when that's all said and done. And then wait, let's just add one more thing to it. And then after those three things, then they have to go and hold a press conference. And let's see who actually can handle that. For all of you who are out there who are whining about Joe Biden being too damn old. He is old. And I think he should stand in front of the mic and say, I'm old as hell, like I said earlier in the show. But look at what I've gotten done with my old self. And I challenge any of you sitting out there at your current age to do what I've gotten done for the country. Yeah, and I, I think that would be great because uh, President Biden, three times a week, he does a 45-minute spin class followed by a 45-minute Pilates class. And I guarantee you Donald Trump hasn't worked out, well, probably ever in his life. I would like to see how Trump backs away from that, number one. And the second thing is, after his comments about, oh, Taylor Swift, I made her rich, I think uh, after April, Taylor Swift could sink Donald Trump's butt by just releasing her tax returns and saying, okay, big boy, let's see what you got, Mr. Mm-hmm. Billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she, and little she, white girl, little little white girl who's the subservient was well, supposed to be subservient says, "Yeah, I got one point three billion, and here's to prove it." And what you can tell us that you're under audit again? No kidding, because you're a criminal. There it is. <laughs> I mean, see yep. that that, that I, I, Paul, this is, this just goes to prove, even though you live in Seattle right now, that you're from the Midwest. That's that Midwest strength that you just put on us. So, oh yeah, it's a, yeah, you got to stand <laughs> up, man. That's what my dad taught me, man. You better stand up for yourself. Because ain't nobody going to do it for you. Which I don't know is Paul is originally from the Detroit metropolitan area, so the man can bring it. Paul, it's always <laughs> it's always good to hear your voice. Okay, I'm glad man. you're doing Have well. Have a great day today. You bet. <laughs> That's my man, Paul. He always comes with combination of facts and humor, and and I appreciate that. And listen, guys, we're coming to the top of the hour, and it has been quite a, a track meet this morning. I'm out of breath. I mean, the ladies brought it. Mildred, um, uh, is it Sela or Sela uh, from Texas? Sela from Texas. Uh, we got Karen. Uh, we had Vicky. Um, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> just got to let you know, um, these ladies ain't playing. I mean, they just are not playing this year. They are all about what's happened, the result of the Dobbs decision. They are all about making sure that a woman's right to choose, take care of their their own uh, health and health care uh, by their decision is on is definitely going to be an issue. I know a lot of people are trying to pretend like it's not going to be an issue. Oh, hell yeah, it is. And if you don't believe me, those four women that called in that brought the heat today made it clear that they are serious and they are for real and they are relentless about pushing back to guys that think they know everything. So the number is 773-763-9278. I'm saying that so you guys know how to call into all of our shows. Quick shout out to my girl, Stephanie Miller, who's about to be on Tom Hartman later this morning, Joan Esposito this afternoon, and the great Patty Vasquez, who will kind of wrap it up later today. 
This is Richard Chu. This is Chu's Views. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a fantastic day today.